Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Welcome to AKA Pad's Audio Audacity. I'm your host for that. I'm AKA Pad, another known as Peter Anthony DeLuca. That is my name. Thank you for joining me. And today we're talking movies. Now, we talk everything here, but we're kind of on the S. Craig Zoller run. And I wanted to round out my views on what this guy's doing on a filmmaking sense, on a career sense. Uh, I, I think on the overall spectrum sense of just cinema. Because we're in a weird period. And I know I say that a lot. But look, let's just get through that intro and dive into it. Because today, we're talking Dragged Across Concrete. Starring Vince Vaughn. But you guys say Mel Gibson first, right? It's Mel Gibson. It's a Mel Gibson movie. Is is that even like popular to say still? I don't know. I love Mel Gibson. He's in really nothing but good movies. Bird on the Wire. I'm looking to you. Okay, let's get to it. And I'll be right back. Oh my god. Your, your Papa Peter needs some of this iced coffee. The coffee creamer availability in Philadelphia is horrific. The last time I had a good run of coffee creamers was uh, when I visited Jersey. And, uh, you know, Mrs. DeLuca, Peter's mother, <laughs> my mother. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we go grocery shopping. And the grocery stores in Jersey literally have every single type of of coffee creamer you can imagine and I just go bonkers at one point I had about six of them and I have two fridges I have a fridge in my kitchen and I have a bedside fridge bedside fridge is mostly reserved for alcohol rightfully so right I mean come on it's it's reserved for alcohol <laughs> and coffee creamer because I have a Keurig right next to my bed also and, you know, when I exhausted through those creamers, Philly literally just dried up. It, it's so, it's just so depressing uh, just getting something around. So, the other day I was at, at Target and they had hazelnut, hazelnut and vanilla. Like, your, your two most basic creamers. Again, nothing exciting. No, no Girl Scout flavors. Uh, nothing to tickle my pickle. And so I reach in the back and I grabbed one of them. I just, you know, like one of the hazelnuts from, from the back. And then, you know, like during the uh, the checkout, I noticed on one of them, uh, there was like a Snickers advertisement. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's very cool. That's very interesting because the <laughs> the, the, the creamers are just promoting other other limited edition flavors like like you know like they're stepping up their game they're 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 trying to sell more creamers and then uh with further inspection i realized that i uh i actually accidentally bought a ill-displayed snickers creamer and, and i just been nursing that <laughs> using very little because it really the my only other options it's going to be hazelnut and it's going to be vanilla and it's just so annoying uh so anyway uh so i'm here talking to you in the morning with a little bit else i have to say a little bit a little bit of snickers creamer which i'm not a complete fan of because uh you know like uh, the caramel and the chocolate doesn't come through with this very well and it's mostly a peanut creamer 
if that makes any sense because the, the, I think the peanut flavor comes through but not the other flavors it it doesn't have a nugget taste all right people so hey thanks for joining me thanks for hanging out if if you're new here I'm Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad. Uh, I'm available on just about every single form of social media imaginable. Outside of TikTok, uh, I maybe have to get into TikTok. I don't really know. People tell me, Pete, get into TikTok. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm busy with so much more. Uh, I haven't touched my Snapchat in ages. Uh, but yeah, uh, artist, podcaster, uh, IT guy. I guess, yeah, you, you can argue I'm a IT guy. Uh, I'm mostly a person uh, that sticks, that hangs around IT people. <laughs> it just helps them. <laughs> like, almost like a, like a, just like a consultant of consultants. But anyway, no. Uh, and, you know, I'm also an illustrator. I'm working on my next comic book called Trial by Fire. That's going to be hitting Indiegogo very soon. I've been saying that for about three years now. Uh, <laughs> like, off and on. Okay, and and that's because I, I do have a very active life. I do a lot, and yeah, I'm dedicated to my craft. I, I want this comic book to be very good. You know, like uh, very good for what it is, and it's not it, like in my opinion, it's not much, but it's also just has a lot of potential. And uh, you know, like I'm always back and forth on how much world building versus uh, you know, making it a page turner. Like, what's the balance there? And I'm constantly playing with that. And look, look, it's a ton of fun. Making comics is fun. Doing a podcast is a ton of fun. Some of you might be like, yeah, but Pete, your frequency sucks in 2019. Yeah, that's right. Because I completely deconstructed this podcast before it was called Dream Warriors. And I'm bringing that up because I just want to go back to an episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was episode 67. Where uh, I discussed Brawl uh, on Cell Block 99. Uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Uh, this was my reintroduction to S. Craig Zoller. And if, if you're not familiar with S. Craig Zoller, he is a musician, heavy metal musician. Uh, he's written four to five novels, like legit novels. And I say that because, you know, we have people like Carrie Fisher. Uh, you know, like Rose, uh, like you know, um, Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, you know, like the, these other people, like uh, even Steve Martin. Like they, 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 they try and write these books, and you know they're popular because like you're Steve Martin. Like you know, like the book comes out at at, at the height of your fame, and you're well known. Okay, because we all love Parenthood. Uh, I do like Parenthood a lot. That's a great movie. And, you know, like, it sells, and it gets some publicity, and it gets some more daytime television, and, you know, like, but it's it's not this thing. We And we've had, like, other filmmakers, and agents, and, and lawyers of Hollywood, you know, try and, like, create properties, and try and, uh, you know, weave the words, and, and show that they're way deeper, and they're more, you know, like, and I, I like to, I always use Jared Leto, Leo. Sorry, Jared Leto, Jared Leto, as an example on, you know, like performance, you know, like he is a rock musician, actor, you know, and, and there, there are similarities between the two. Now, 
not saying that there's not like a, a high skill set. There is, and there's a to me they're they're vast, vastly alien disciplines. The point I'm getting at is what S. Craig Zoller does. Uh, he's cross-platform talented and cross-platform uh, execution-wise. Uh, I kind of, in my mind, I compared this filmmaker to someone like Bobby Fosset. And if you're not familiar with Bobby Fosset, please look him up. But he's a choreographer, you know, the performer that went into Hollywood and, you know, had like a five-movie run. And each one of those movies is, is best picture-worthy. You know, like Star 80, Lenny, all that jazz, uh, cabaret. It, like, you know, the dude is a force to be reckoned with. And, again, like cross-platform. You know, a, a lot like Andy Warhol, too. You know, because Andy Warhol wasn't just an artist. He wasn't just like a painter. He he actually changed the form of painting, was an author, was a filmmaker, uh, you know, started a magazine interview, which I believe is still going. I know they were in Money and Legal Trouble a year ago. I think that they were like another one that might have been sued out of existence. Uh, that's another discussion. But like, see, it, like th- this is what I'm drawn to. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost like a bug flying into the light when it comes to filmmakers and performers and people who just are cross-platform. And as Craig Zoller became this person with me on, you know, Riot in Cell Block 99, if you scroll down this feed, it is Dream Warriors episode 67. And it's it's worth listening to that episode also. My my latest episode, Bone Tomahawk, uh, you know, the AK Pad Audio Audacity episode 213. Because uh, I wanted to have an episode block, pun intended, to kind of just, you know, brain dump some of my feelings about this guy and some of his films. And look, I was ecstatic when this movie came out. Uh, it was It was available in my area. I couldn't get to it. Like I said, I'm busy. But it became available on Amazon Instant almost instantaneously. And I, I was able to purchase it for $5. To me, a new S. Craig Zoller movie purchase that I can watch at home for $5 is a steal. And something occurred to me before I got into the movie. I, I may have only touched on one review. And the reviewer bashed the movie for being too long. This is roughly a 2 hour 30 minute long movie. And it's his venture into true crime. So, Zoller like likes to do genres. Bone Tomahawk, previous episode, episode 213 of AK Pads Audio Audacity. Bone Tomahawk is a western. Like, let's just look at it as a western. Riot in Cell Block 99 is a prison exploitation movie. And there's, there's things that he does. He builds up these characters and then you go into the tropes. So you go into the genre. But these characters are built up and formed. Uh, this is no different. But I kind of got nervous with it being 2 hours and 30 minutes. And why would that make me nervous? Because, look, I'm, I'm going to connect some, some broad strokes here. Ari Aster. Right? Do we know who Ari Aster is? <laughs> Do you know who Ari Aster is? Uh, he's the guy who made Hereditary in 2018. I already, I discussed Hereditary. Uh, I think Hereditary is one of 
the better movies that come out recently. Period. And following, following, following Hereditary in 2019, this 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 year, just past summer, he comes out with Midsummer, Midsummer, but Sumar. And that just past weekend just got a re-release of a director's cut, and that's like roughly 2.5 hours. And so, with Hereditary, we have this boiled down concept, well executed. And Midsummer, too long, overbloated. Duncan Jones. 2009, he makes Moon. Right? We all like Moon. I, I couldn't finish watching Moon. Because <laughs> I kind of, I saw the hook. I'm like, the, the guy's like a clone or, or something. And he's maybe not even on the moon. I just just stopped watching it. Um, and then 2011, we have Source Code. And then 2016, we have Warcraft. Potentially overbloated. Even though I think Warcraft, based on the video game World World Worldcraft, I, I can't say that uh, the Blizzard Entertainment property, one of the most successful video games of all time, you can argue Warcraft overbloated. Rain Johnson, you know, very controversial now, but you know he 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 goes on a little bit of a run. Two thousand five Brick, two thousand eight The Brothers Bloom. 2012 Looper Looper got him the Star Wars deal. 2017 The Last Jedi. You can argue that Last Jedi is over bloated. Wh where am I going with this, Pete? One of my boys, uh, <laughs> uh, Joseph. Oh my God! Can I pronounce this guy's name? Kosinski. Kosinski. I'm sorry, Joseph Kosinski. Tron Legacy 2010, one of the all-time reboots, reintroduction, real-time reboot, masterful. 2013, Oblivion. You can argue that Oblivion <laughs> is over bloated. Pete, where are you going with this? I got two more examples for you. Alright. You know what? I'm going to skip this one. We're just going to go to Mark Webb. Mark Webb, he makes he makes uh he makes some fun movies. Five Hundred Days of Summer, Summer. Two thousand nine, good movie. Amazing Spider Man, two thousand twelve. There you go, a good start. People, a lot of people were drawn to that movie when that came out. And then two thousand fourteen, two years later, Amazing Spider Man two. You can argue that that movie's overbloated. Now I've I just did a previous episode. Where I completely back Amazing Spider-Man 2. I really do enjoy both of, uh, both of the Amazing Spider-Man movies in, in 2012 and 2014. What am I getting at? See, these filmmakers, uh, you, this is young Hollywood here. Like, you know, uh, Hollywood's strength is the tentpole filmmaker. And all, all, all these examples that I went through are filmmakers that really came out of the gate. Like brain on brain on fire. I mean, like Wonderkin. They, the type of talent that uh, you 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 would hope from a a film consuming generation to generate. Uh, okay. And this type of talent is personified. It's here now, and it paid off. And you know, like the 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 videotape, the DVD loving generation. The library building, home theater 
film study generation produced some incredible movies we have some wonderful talent from it and then the studios kind of you know like i think that sometimes they like to brag when people have final cut i don't i don't think you you you, a lot of these guys were way too young to get final cut and then and i'm getting to drag across concrete because s craig zoller we have a final like you know like he had control a lot of these other movies the filmmakers got too much control too early and they made good movies and no one is saying that these people didn't make good movies they made good movies uh you know like it's it's really it's so hard to compare errors especially when we're in an age of netflix dragged across concrete i wouldn't say is over bloated but it's definitely uh you know into its own source material it's into itself it's into itself a lot but this movie is one of the better true crime movies i've seen in a heck of a stretch it's somewhat of a heist movie but it's these other deconstructed uh, troops okay we have corrupted police officers mill gibson uh vince vaughn we have loyal like uh, we have police officers driven around loyalty we have uh you know like almost like a criminal mastermind behind the criminal mastermind uh you know like not really running it but waiting for a spot you know there's a lot of surprises in this movie uh zoller targets violence and he wants violence to be sudden and shocking and that's exactly what it is in this movie so what's the point what's the point about things being over bloated what what am i getting at here can the movie benefit from being shorter i don't know i i i did not recut this movie i don't know if i could recut this movie could the movie benefit from a shorter length i don't really know that's all speculation you know this is why we have a podcast so we can engage in long-form conversation do i do i have to see this movie multiple times to to hone in on it uh i would say yes but the movie builds into the type of ending that we wish we would see in more with other true crime films meaning that the the evil guy you know isn't really evil the bad guy's not really bad you know maybe he's just maybe he just got a couple bad bounces on the court but he's going to do good if he gets out of this if he gets out with the money if he gets out with the gold if he gets out with the goods this character and i'm being vague here for a reason because i want you to go see this movie but this guy is can he make good is he who he says he is and that's what this movie's all about. Now, Zoller has repeated view. Like his his movies, you can you know Bone Tomahawk and Riot on Cell Block in in Cell Block. I say on Cell Block, Riot in Cell Block ninety nine. These are rewatchable movies, mostly because there is there is tragedy along the way. This movie doesn't really have that. You know, like the the re watchability of dragged across concrete i would say is it's his lowest one yet now is it because it's overbloated is this what happens when movies uh, you know are too filled you know um you know like the the uh 
could 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 the filmmaker have benefited from someone saying no? And I'm sure that did happen. But maybe the you know like maybe some of the studio was right when they were like, "Can we have a shorter cut?" And it's like, no. <laughs> I, yeah, there's a reason why studios want that because they do have a product to to you know like they, they have a product to sell. They also have a talent to build up because if they build up talent and then the, you know like that talent does nothing but make good movies with that studio. You know, and I kind of go into Oblivion with some of this. Because Oblivion was there. Like, 100%. I would say even uh, War Warcraft was there. I only said World of Warcraft. But that was there. And then it wasn't. You know, is all their victim to, to this trend. This trend that, you know, roughly the third, roughly the fourth movie. I think in one case, the Rain Johnson is the one exception. But, you know, like, let's just say by the third movie, it gets overbloated when these guys are given too much from the studio instead of earning, earning Final Cut. Zoller could have made this movie a four-hour long movie. He could have. Like, Ari Aster. Like, you know, like, I'm sure, sure Hereditary is way longer that because there's so much in that movie midsummer we we found out you know with with that uh director's cut it also also kind of came out during a extended cut of uh spider-man far from home which I, who asked for that movie <laughs> like who really asked for that that's just absurd why would you like i don't get i don't get it, it, a extended i don't even get a a longer cut of endgame you know, like, I'm almost like, I've seen just the right amount of stuff in this flick. But, yeah, so, is this a recommend? It's, it's, rec yeah, this movie is a thousand percent recommended because the performances, the way it's shot, the way it's lit, uh, you know, we go through transitions. Like, you know, like, this movie ends at night and it's, it's well shot, it's well thought out at night. You know, daytime into night. And I say that because, again, like, you know, like, that's how you know you're in, like, the third act. You know, like, the curtain, you know, the lights dim on the stage, so to speak. But this movie, through and through, is, is, it's a heck of a movie. It's a, it's a heck of experience. I want to watch it and rewatch it again. I just haven't had the time. Uh, you know, because it's, it's a time investment. And I, and. Like very similar to Bone Tomahawk, where the the second time I watched Bone Tomahawk, episode two thirteen on AK Pads Audio Audacity, Bone Tomahawk resonated more the second time, and time passed. I was saying maybe a whole year went by between me seeing Bone Tomahawk first or second time. I don't want that to happen this time, but I, you know, I'm already prepping the thirty one days of dread. Uh, I'm already recording the 31 Days of Dread. I will, I will review, <laughs> reveal this. Episode 1 of the 2019 31 Days of Dread, which that's our uh, annual Halloween event, is going to be Brightburn Episode 1. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited to release that episode because, wow. Brightburn, just wow. But in, anyway. Uh, but do I want you to watch this movie as the first S. Craig Zoller movie? I do not. I want uh, you kind of have to go in order. Boone Tomahawk, I get it, right? Like you sit down, Western 
genre, boom. You sit down, prison, exploitation movie, you know, pure, pure beat movie, done. And then true crime, done. Uh, I would love, I mean, I would love to see this guy hit sci-fi. I hope his next movie is a sci-fi movie because he's kind of doing like a Robert Altman. Yeah, Robert Altman uh, was a part of and or directed a movie in every single major franchise possible. That you know, like almost like a triple crown winner, so to speak. Uh, he, uh, Robert Altman, did things like you know, like you can argue Kubrick somewhat failed, but not really. But Spielberg failed, Scorsese failed. You know, all all, all the masters from the seventies failed at what Altman was doing along the same time. People forget that. People are like, Pete, what? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm a Robert Robert Altman guy. What you, like what 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 you want from me? So watch this movie. Appreciate uh where this guy is in his filmmaking career. And let me know. Like you know, hit me up on Twitter. I, I might j I've I I feel it coming I'm probably going to have to do Dragged Across Concrete Part 2. Uh, because this is the type of movie I like to watch. Oh, and side note. This came out like the same time as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And and I said this. I said, this guy is making the movies at this stage in his career. That I really feel like Tarantino wish he, he could. You know, like Tarantino just sure went into genre filmmaking. Or genre. Genre filmmaking. I say genre. Instead of trying to do everything with Jackie Brown, you know, trying to recreate, you know, Tarantino, for whatever reason, was was drawn to the light with Jackie Brown, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown. He he was continuing this like true crime run. Uh, he he should have never made Jackie Brown, even though I think that's his best movie. Uh, I thought I really yeah I, I would even now just think about it. Jackie Brown is easily Quentin Tarantino's best movie. Uh, then the, the next one would be his previous one, Hateful Eight, like for sure. Like easily, Hateful Eight is just uh, masterful, just masterful. So and uh, you know and you have to appreciate you know and look, hey Tarantino falls right. I guess I just made my own argument. Tarantino falls into that three rule. <laughs> Jackie Brown, you can argue over bloated okay not much of a uh, product good film but not much of a product and and you have to get that balance but everyone check out dragged across concrete let me know go out there let me uh, hey let me just say go out there go go create something um don't buy in like uh, you know what I'm, I'm going to scale that back I say go create something a lot, you know, because I think that's sound device. But, <laughs> um, uh, create something within reason. Like, uh, for instance, for just as an example, if you have no history playing instruments, do not go out and buy a guitar. And 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 I'm saying this directly to someone because it just spins my head, and it. I would say like it bothers probably bothers me more than like and like anything else because um, I think there's all the mechanics I see in it. But anyway, look, look, I'm not a therapist, not gonna play one. 
uh, but create something within your reach. I'll say that. How about that? Like, you know, I mean, experiment, try new things. I'm not saying don't buy the guitar. But don't, th you know, but realize that guitar is going to take 40 hours a week. Couple, multiple years to not even master, but to learn how to play. But you can create something within reach that you have access to right now. You don't have to spend a lot of money. That's the point I'm getting at. I love you. Rock and roll. And until next time, until episode 215. And what, what am I doing for 215? Uh, I don't have the movie picked out yet. Or the show. I don't know. Maybe Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Do you guys want to know my opinion on that show? On that thing? Let me know. Rock and roll. I love you. And until next time.